Hello. I am the Bear Dragon. Elon Musk is the Antichrist. And the hips really do lie. Welcome, everybody, to another Angry Wargamer podcast. I'm your host, Jason, the Angry Wargamer, who is not sick this time, and Drew is here with me today. I also am not sick, and I'm happy to be here as well. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. At least I don't sound like I'm sick anymore, so I'm definitely not, though. Ah, <laughs> oh, flu sucks. All right, so what have you been up to, man? You got a lot of stuff. Well, not, we don't have a lot of um, stuff, I'm lying. <laughs> well, we, okay, we have a lot of, we don't have a lot of subjects, but we have a lot of BSing that we can do, so that'll fill in the gaps. In yeah, shape. for sure. It, was, it wasn't that it was a sparse set of weeks, it's just that it wasn't as, there was a continuations of shit that we were already talking about, so we're, we're you know, we're only going to have so much energy on that before it peters out into a fucking wall. So we can just start talking about random subjects. Yeah, right. <laughs> especially because I, fi- especially because I finally busted my cherry and I'm now, you know, joined into the 40k insanity. One of us. One of us. <laughs> all, all blessings uh, to God, Nurgle. I, uh, right. I, 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 I receive his blessings with open arms. Is that why Phil was looking for yeah. Vertigree stuff? Was that for you? Yeah, he's doing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because he's good. He's going to do the bulk of the basic, the basic unit painting, and I'm going to give you uh, Rotbone, uh, Mortarian, and. I don't know Titus who the fuck paint. Rotbone is. Hold on. Keep uh, Nauseous Rotbone is uh, Mortarian's per, uh, personal physician. He, yeah, but he goes into he... those decayed balls and sucks out the gene seed. Oh, I know who it is. Never mind. He's, a, he's yeah. just a plague surgeon. Oh, okay. I have one. Yeah, he's one of the plague surgeons. He's, he's a named plague surgeon. There's also a named uh, uh, Tallyman as well. Yeah, I just, yeah, I have those models. Those models are cool. I like them. Yeah, I, I, it's just kind of weird to look into the, the, the actual history of, like, like, the Tallyman as well. It's just like, no, they literally count. Like, that's their entire shtick. And apparently each of the gods has a sacred number, and I guess Seven's Nurgle's number. I think Slen- I think uh, Zinch is nine, if I remember correctly. I don't remember. I Either nine or three. They all have some sort of, like, connection so it, to a number. I know Nurgle specifically is seven. That's interesting. So. Yeah, this is seven. And in fact, they, and in fact the way the Tallymen talk, they talk in sevens. So everything that they talk about is, you know, sevenfold or, you know, count seven or that kind of shit. And it's just like, wow, dedicated to the bit. I like it. <laughs> plus, 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 I picked them because they were easily accessible. And uh, like finding a finding a corn army like in person without driving all over creation was kind of a pain in the ass. You would have never I looked into their them. actual codex and I was actually enjoying, you know, the flavor. Yeah. And to be fair, you're not going to see another... Um, Death Guard Codex for a while. So like that's your Codex, and then obviously there's been there's been some FAQs and points changes and stuff like that. So there's that to remember. 
Um, but the new Chaos Codex comes out. I th- when does it like they're they're still pushing out stuff for it? Like this weekend, not this weekend. Today is Saturday the thirtieth, April thirtieth. Next weekend, May fourth. Um, the start of May fourth is the start of the um, I forgot what they're calling it. Grand tournament? No, it's not the grand tournament. They're they're running some sort of festival themselves in Seattle over like a four day week weekend, and um, they're doing some major announcements this week. So, like they just announced a new Demon Prince model. Uh, I want to say two days ago, which looks dumb as shit. Uh, just because the head, I cannot stand the way the head looks. But yeah. dude, the fucking uh, Death Guard Demon Princes look kind of shitty too. They're old, man. They're all they're, the worst part is is they're in fine cast. Like I own one just to say I have one. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> it's like so. it doesn't inspire me that the it's that that individual has given themselves a Nurgle. He looks like a slime pile with armor, you know, f- you know, fashion to it. Yeah. But if you look at like the fucking Cornet Demon Princes, like it's gigantic. It's pulsing red with fucking gigantic wings. It's like this. You know, I get it. it it's you're the personification of of plague, disease, and famine. I understand that, but like. You know, giant leathery fucking wings with you know pockmarked holes on it. You know, festering you know bloated continents. You know, think of like the unclean one, but like with an actual better structure, like something like that. I, don't I know. would love no. If you look, so there's a uh, oh, what the fuck's a model called? I gotta look it up now. There's a Slanesh model uh, in Age of Sigmar that is this fat dude like being carried on a throne by like these like buff dudes. And I was thinking, I'm like, that is like the epitome of excess right there, right? And like gluttony and all that oh, yeah. stuff. But why the fuck couldn't you do something like that for Nurgle? Like have some fucking plague bears holding dude up on a... There, I think that at one point there was a character like that, but um, I have to look it up now. Hold on. You know who would be a really fucking good model? I know you don't like Final Fantasy Tactics as a concept, but some of the, like, the, the, the monsters that they created, like there's a boss monster called, uh, called Kuklane. That has a giant fucking gaping maw in his stomach. Like something like that, just like slap some big leathery demon wings on it. That and you know, pustules Dude. and shit. And there yeah. you go. There's your fucking demon prince. There's actually a company out there called Creature Caster, uh, that makes phenomenal, phenomenal fucking demon miniatures. Um, so if you're like looking for like a demon prince and stuff like that, they make some really cool ones. So Obviously, you can't use them at a store, but if you're not planning planning on yeah, if you're not planning on playing at a GW store, you should be okay, <laughs> or a GW sanctioned event for that matter. So I have enough of their official shit where I'm not worried about it. If I want to do that, because the box set, because yeah. I was looking at apparently I picked the wrong YouTube video because they were talking about a box set that came with basically the same shit that mine came with. But they're like, it doesn't come with an HQ. And I'm, I'm like, well, that kind of shitty. I'm kind of glad I picked up Typhus then. But they, then I'm talking to my buddy Ty, who was who I bought it from. And it's like, no, it comes with a Chaos. You, you get a Chaos board. And I'm looking at so, it like, holy fuck, yeah, it does come with one. So the one that you bought was the Christmas one. Um, and, like, when you said that you picked it up, I was just like, at first I cringed because I didn't see value in it, right? But I didn't see value in it because I already own everything that's in that box. You know what I mean? Right. Like for me, it's not adding anything. I just have to pick it up. But then like after like 
after my initial cringe, and then I thought about it, I'm like, dude, you're just new into the game. I'm like, that is, like, perfect. Like, you basically get everything you need. And, like, you have your Terminators, you have um, the Blight Haul... I think they're Blight Haulers, right? Yeah, the Blight Haulers. You get three of them, don't you? I got a Blight Hauler. I get, um, let's see, I got three Blight Haulers, um, a Plague Burst Crawler, yeah. three Destro Terminators, yeah. um, three Seven Plague Marines, an uh, Icon Bearer, and a Plague Champion. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's a damn good start. For like for me, like I don't have any blight haulers. Um I just haven't bought them yet, honestly. Um I don't I I play weird. I don't <laughs> like for them it's I'd rather run uh plague drones over the blight haulers, but the blight haulers do have like a they have a they're just like Picture, like, skittering little, like, mechanical things that just go eat everything. Like, they're brutal, right? <laughs> like, they'll take out tanks right. in, like, no time. So they're awesome to have. I just don't have any because I have, uh, what, 15 Blightlord Terminators, 6 um, Deathshroud Terminators. I have 5 or 6 squads of Plague Marines now. I've got Mortarion. I've got a Plague Burst Crawler, 2 uh, Rhinos, a Demon Prince. Like, I have, like, I'm set like I've, i think i've got 60 uh of the zombies i forgot what they're fucking called goddamn pox walkers i've like pox walkers yeah i've got 60 pox walkers i've got typhus like i'm good like <laughs> so for me to buy that box i was like there's no it's not worth it to me but 100 percent worth it for you because it, it literally gives you the foundation for everything that you need so well, the funny thing is, it was either I was going to go for this, or I was going to go on Amazon and get the starter pack, which has, like, apparently is illegal, because it has too many pox walkers. Yeah. And it comes with Typhus, some Plague Marines, and I think an Icon Bearer, and I think it's, like, 70. That one's, that yeah, that was that's a worse buy, honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. But I was, but you figure, that'll give me the pox walkers and some extra Plague Marines and Typhus. And I could stack that on top of the the Plague Fester Ward Band, and then I have an even bigger army. But I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get Typhus separate. Because if I want to add another unit to it, I can just buy them separately and not, you know, go out of my way and spend a shit on it. Because I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to be running Poxwalkers at all. So, so just, I run, yeah, that point, I'm just adding more bullshit. I actually run Poxwalkers because there's a cool ability in there where you can, um, it's you do D3 wounds. To the unit, and then you can infest a point. Like, um, God, I can't think. Like, fuck, man, I I don't fucking play the game enough to know the terms off the top of my fucking head. So there's different points for like the missions to control. One of the control points, if you have your pox walkers and it, any, it's honestly any unit, but the pox walkers you get the most value out of. So you take like twenty pox walkers, you. Throw them over there. Um, it, if they take three wounds, you just remove three pox walkers off the table, and now you've scored extra points to that point because you infested that point. That uh, fuck, I'll never forget. Whatever the mission point, and then you move. You, you take right. your blob and move it to the next one, and then do the, do the same thing again. It's just it's just a, a unit of attrition that can get you an easy like fifteen points a game. So it's kind of cool. I, that's the only that's the only reason I use them, but I don't like like I said I don't use all sixty of them. <laughs> I have sixty of them for no reason. <laughs> so, well, you're right. That makes sense. Yeah. You have, you you wouldn't happen to have an extra hell root 
uh, Death Guard Hellbrute, would you? I don't have any Hellbrutes. No shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because, uh, so, it's weird, because... I know they're, I, I know they're called, they're, what was it called? They're, they're direct things. They're not, uh, they're not ones that you can just order. You have to order direct from, uh, G, GW to get them. They're white box figures, if I'm, if it is what Ty called them. The fine cast boxes, yeah. I, some of them are. Yeah. So, I don't think, Death Guard are weird, because Death Guard don't have access to a lot of the stuff Chaos Marines have access to. So, like, Death Guard don't get, like, they get rhinos, obviously. Um, but they don't get uh, some of the other stuff. Like, Forge Fiends and stuff like that, they don't have those in their codex. So they don't, have, they don't get access to them like some of the other armies do. So, hell, I, don't right. think, I don't think you can take a Hellbrute, honestly. I don't know what they're called. Uh, no, they have Hellbirds. I checked in the codex. They actually have them. Do they? I'm actually looking. I'm trying to look it up yeah, right they now. Have, yeah, they, they, have, they have their own Hellbirds. They have their own Rhinos. Um, they don't have a Dreadnought. They only have Hellbirds. So I think Dreadnought's for Chaos Undivided, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the dre- well, those are, those are actual Hellbirds. Hold on, let me take a look. Death Guard. Data sheets, or maybe they just made you know the Hellbrute the the, the the default chaos thing. But I know the Space Marines have their oh, own. Oh, Hellbrute, yeah, Hellbrute is so in there. I, I didn't know that. I, I know they're supposed to be different. Yeah, Hellbrute's yeah. in there. Um, Rhino is not in here. Oddly enough, you get cultist. Death Guard, Lord, and Terminator armor. Death Guard, Lord. Oh, no, the Rhino is in there. Predator, Annihilator, Land Raider. Um, I, okay, so I guess they have access to a lot of stuff. Yeah. But there are specific stuff, like the Plague Burst like I, I, It didn't feel like I didn't have many options. It felt like I had a decent array of options, so it was not bad. Yeah, well, they don't get... Okay, so Forge Fiends aren't in there. They don't get Forge Fiends. Which fine, whatever. <laughs> like they don't need it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you're like what you got is definitely a good start. I'm not even gonna lie, but like for me, there was no value in it. So, I'll, I if I was looking at value out of the boxes that they put out, the Sisters of Battle I think had the best value, and then close second was Admech. But beyond that, the other boxes were that makes sense. Pretty fucking terrible. And then I, like I said, I say terrible because the value for the Death Guard is not see, worth it for you're me. You're a seasoned player. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, the most value out of a box, Sisters of Battle was, I think, the top, and then Admac was next. But whatever. <laughs> oh, makes sense. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and, you, uh, yeah, like you were talking about like the alternate the alternate uh uh win conditions for different teams. Yeah, I saw that infestation thing that you were talking about. Like you get points for infestation. Yeah. Um I think there were points for like specific markers that you did involving like using disease and shit. So like 
a very flavorful experience. Yeah, you have to you have to actually specifically take them at the beginning to use them because I think those are I forgot what they're right. called, but whatever those you don't get to switch out. Um, but you can score those stratagems. They're not, not stratagems. Maybe stratagems. Yeah, I think it's stratagems. I think they're called stratagems. Yeah. Fuck, man. I just... I have not played in a long time. <laughs> so That's fine. It's it. completely fine. Though, like, it also... I'm, I'm also... If people don't already know this, green is one of my favorite colors. Uh, emerald green specifically, but any green will do. And, like, the green and rust colors of the Death Guard are particularly effective. I, I, I love the way they look as as a cohesive unit in that regard yeah a lot better looking <laughs> <Yeah>. than orcs <laughs> yeah but you know what to the people who play orcs and they make that shit work I, you know what i'm not gonna fucking argue good on you they're, they're a wacky bunch of a bunch of people a bunch of uh, creatures and i think what what uh the players do with with those models is fucking epic yeah I mean, like, they look the best out of, like, any, they get, the people get real creative with them, so I can't fault people for it, but I honestly think the only reason that I even have an orc army at this point is because I just keep buying the cool-looking models and painting them. So... <laughs> well, you clearly found the part of the, you found the part of the hobby that you enjoy. Yeah. You like building and painting. I think, I think a lot of people, at least with regards to that they they kind of find their niche like my buddy ty he collects that's his part of the hobby that he enjoys and he collects the old box shit like we're talking 93 92 and it is in older like the pewter stuff right and he you know keeps them sealed like his objective isn't to paint any of that shit the only painting he does is he paints uh brain for the tables that he has at his at his lgs which fine by me, and he has a bunch of pre-painted figures because people will come in, and they'll like if they have an extra figure they're not doing anything with that they painted, they'll leave it there as kind of like decoration for the store. Huh. Nice. So it all so it looks. That's also where I saw the the uh, um, the Death Guard Helbert that looks so goddamn good. It's like a like this desiccated face sticking out of like a, a giant like circular maw. In the center of that's uh, the actual unit. That's the actual like, Hellbrute model. That doesn't what you're describing doesn't look like it was converted. <laughs> that's what the model um, actually probably looks like. Probably not, dude. They probably just painted it to be a uh, Death Guard. Which yeah. again, th- there's a, you have to imagine there's a bit of interchangeability with the figures with chaos oh, yeah. in general and each of the different factions. So that makes sense. God, yeah. I think this is the most we've ever talked about. Warhammer in any in any capacity in the multiple episodes we've done. I know, right? Yeah. But, but I, again, I, I'm I'm a newbie. It's kind of nice to talk about it. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> any, anything else you've been up to, or do um, you want to keep traveling down this road? No, no, sure. I mean, we're BSing anyways. Um, yeah. With regards to New Capenna, I'm waiting on... Um, some stuff with that. I got um, the five pack, which I managed to snag. Thankfully, before the price increase, we'll be talking about that later. Yeah, that was fucking annoying. Um, it gets uh, it gets I, more annoying on the commander decks if you haven't heard. <laughs> it, 
it's not just that. We'll we'll get into yeah, the nitty gritty yeah, yeah. on it. I actually have a perspective. I actually talked with with my buddy about you know the general disdain that seems to be happening in the LGS community, the owners, yeah. as far as this is concerned. Um, because I don't think we really talked too much about it last episode. I think we left it pretty nebulous. We can go we can go deep. We can deep we can deep tissue that shit. Yeah, for sure. She, she bagged the hell out of it. <laughs> but yeah, um, well, and also there's more value in these decks too. If I and I'd suggest that to you as well. Um, if you're picking up any of the new Capenna stuff, and I say this to all of our listeners as well, they come with a new Capenna collector's booster sampler that comes with two cards in each pack, and you can get some good shit. Like I saw the professor opening uh, opening them, and dude was pulling like alternate art. Um, Trilands and stuff, and that's not bad value in addition to other stuff. They're now 45 MSRP at big box stores right now. Obviously, yes. there's price gouging online. Yes. Which sucks ass. Um, other than that, my usual stuff with the set, you know, commons, uncommons. But I went, I, I, I didn't, I'm not buying boxes. I just, I don't have the fucking energy for that shit anymore. <laughs> Give me what I need and no, for real. It's, no, I know, it's I know. So fucking draining to do this kind of shit. It's like, there's no value in it anymore. And we'll get, like I said, we'll get in more depth to that when we talk about the actual price increases because, like, it's, it's kind of unnerving. And I wonder what that's going to do to this, the secondary market for singles. Because like prices not are not evening out the way they're supposed to anymore. Even with like the collectors boosters and shit, it doesn't feel anywhere near where it's supposed to. Uh, but yeah, I got I ended up uh, I just got a set like a singleton set. I'm not gonna crack packs. I'm just gonna get the singles and be done with it. I don't fucking care. I really don't. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, OLED is all the the switch OLED's all set up. I traded in for that, and I'm liking it. Like the design's awesome. I got the white model with the white controllers. Yeah, so did I. It works. Um, I did some save swapping and everything. I mean, there, there's a cloud saving anyways, but like I did some like actual save changing. Um, moved the SD card over, reformatted that, started dumping shit onto it. So, yeah, I'm happy. I can actually play on a big screen again because my old unit wasn't playing on the Switch dock anymore and it wasn't charging unless I, like, you know, jiggled the handle a bit to make it oh. actually do so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like this. I give Nintendo all the credit in the world because they managed to be innovators par excellence on a lot of shit. But when it comes to this generation and the quality, because let, let's be honest. The throw together on this was only because the Wii U fucking tanked. If you look at the build quality on the Wii U, their shit's better quality, and that didn't seem to transfer over to the smaller unit with the Switch. There were problems with it, there was heating and warping and shit, and the, then the Joy-Cons, which are still a fucking problem. The older models. The newer Joy-Cons, I don't think nearly have as many of those issues. I don't use Joy-Cons very often. If I'm, if I'm in portable mode, I use the third-party ones that I have. If I'm playing with other people and I'm doing multiplayer, obviously I use Joy-Cons. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise it's I try not to use them because 
like the way that they're inset in the actual controllers and the cover that they have isn't fucking tall enough to cover the the internals to prevent oil and grime from getting in them and fucking with the uh with the Joy-Con movements. And that's one of the major headaches I've had with the older Joy-Cons. And I've already taken five Joy-Cons into Nintendo to get them redone, which I'm assuming they're just sending us they're not even fixing them. I think they're just sending us newer ones, but we're going through them like <laughs> we, we go through them pretty quick over here. So no, remember, like they've already pr- so already said that like they they get they believe that Nintendo isn't actually like fixing them. They're just fucking sending new ones. They're just saying fuck it. So with the um, they're supposed to be creating new Joy Cons. Remember this summer, they're supposed to be new Joy Cons to avoid com- like they've redesigned the Joy Cons. So there would be less to zero drift, if at all, and all of the common problems should be solved with it. Problem is, is they released the OLED right after that announcement and specifically said that the OLED will not have the new Joy-Cons. So I'm betting that if you send in joy-cons to get fixed they'll send the new new ones when they have them that's what i'm gonna guess is going to happen i think a lot of people are not even wasting their times with it most people are, are it, when it come when given an option they're going to go for the the path of least resistance when it comes to that kind of shit they just get the third yeah. party ones because they don't really give a fuck about like the the, the what is it the hd rumble shit and unless there's a game that specifically needs it which there are very few, like three, two, one switch, I think is the only game that really does anything with it. Otherwise it's not really that important to have. You're going to go for the third party one. All these other companies are making better ones anyways, with better, better controllers. The Why problem, the fuck would you waste your money on? So the controllers I'd like, okay. The actual pro controllers, I use a pro controller more often than I do joy cons or playing in the handheld mode. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I normally play on the TV. Like that's just how I have it set up right now, uh, which works perfect. There, like, there's been a few times here and there where I play handheld mode, but the controllers and the third party controllers that are created are by far better than anything that they could put out for the, uh, the actual joy con part of it. And I mean, that's just how it is, but honestly, like it's the switch is still the best portable system out there. I will never deny that. The problem comes down to is the Joy-Cons. That's it. And I'm nervous about third-party actual Joy-Cons because of the third-party chargers that were bricking the switches beforehand. Because um, the pair that the, the third party that I have has no internal battery. Um they are a if I can find them, <sighs> they're uh, these are Hori, and they were sold at um, Target. But they have no internal battery; they only are active when they're plugged into the switch. Oh, so I don't have any problem using. I don't have any problem using those. They aren't breaking anything because there's no chargers. With them. And they're only forty bucks, so you're not going to hear me complain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hori makes some good stuff, and but they're officially licensed to make stuff, so right. Yeah, but it's fine by me. 
like like I said, if I'm playing portably, I'll be using my Hori. If I'm playing in like a a group setting where I'm on my television in the basement, I'm likely using Joy Cons, and then as long as I'm not using them too much, I don't think there's going to be any issue. Right. The other issue I had that I've been having for a month now is I ended up with an arcade one-up cabinet. It had a discounted one, which is the Legacy uh, Midway Legacy Collection. Ooh. It doesn't have the lit-up marquee. It doesn't have the riser oh. or anything. It's just your it's it's meat and potatoes, which is fine by me. Um. Didn't it? Didn't your screen it's break? It's, it's not fucking working. Oh no! <laughs> so, and they have a little slip in the box that says, you know, don't return it. Contact, you know, go through our official system. So I registered it, and I got in contact with them, and it started this process. So I had to take video footage of what was wrong, you know, show everything that wasn't working. It just wasn't doing anything. Like I would flip the switch, yeah. everything was plugged in, it wasn't turning on. I changed out the plug. I changed out the uh, with a socket that I was plugged into, just in case some of my basement plugs are lower energy. So I didn't. I assume maybe that might have been the problem. So I moved up, moved them upstairs and tried to run it up there. It wasn't working. So they ended up sending me a new bo- a new PC a PCR board. And a new ribbon, and it wasn't working again. I was getting sound; it was blipping, which means that it was actually, you know, there was something going on in there, but it still wasn't working. So I told them, showed them again. They send me a new LCD screen. <laughs> I plug everything in. The screen lights up. I hear sound. I hear everything. You know, the the arcade one up st- sound uh, startup screen sound. I hear, you know, Liu Kang, you know, jump kicking and, you know, Shao Kahn laughing. And I still see nothing on the fucking screen. The screen's lit up, but there's no answer. <laughs> oh, my God. I can move the joystick and I can move around. On, I'm pers- assuming I'm moving on the uh, on the menu screen because there's 12 games on the fucking. Oh, so and, you hear like the clicking? Yeah, nothing. Y- yeah, you hear clicking. Like it's yeah. like the, the joystick works. So the ribbon works. I think the PCR board is working. There's no images so, going to the fucking uh, the, the LCD screen. So what did it makes what my they, fucking head hurt? What did they end up saying to you? Well, Nothing? okay. So their statement they they contact after we went through this because it was a constant back and forth of them sending me stuff and me trying things out and me sending more video and me trying things out. They're like, well, you know, try, you know, moving this around, you know, try the different We, we you know, you have two LCD screens, two PCR boards and two ribbons. So move stuff, you know, keep shifting stuff around to see if it'll work. And I'm like, I message back. I'm like, I have already tried every fucking combination. I didn't say fucking, obviously. Right. I've had every fucking combination of wires and thingamajigs to get this fucking thing to work. And I'm not getting anything at this point. I'm willing to disassemble the... I'm, I'm at the point where I'm just going to disassemble the thing, put it back in the boxes with all the extra parts you gave me, because I can fit it. The arcade 1-Up has a bunch of... Those boxes tend to have an, a bunch of extra empty empty boxes in there for crush protection. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck at this point. I'm going to pack it all up, and I'm going to ship it back to them. Like, <laughs> you guys send me a new unit at this point. I don't care. I'll rebuild the fucking thing. I'm done. I'm done playing with this fucking thing. 
What did they say? They are they actually going to send you a label I, and I, take it back? I haven't gotten a response from them. If they do send me a label, I will I will 100% pull the thing back apart, box it back up, and send them everything I have. Yeah, that's crazy, man. And I have never gone through this much bullshit. But they've been but they've been 100% receptive. I mean, it takes a day or two for them to get back to me. Like on weekends, they don't get back to me, and you know right. that's fine, yeah. whatever. Yeah, because it's a weekend. But they've been getting back to me with time, timely. So I'm not. I don't know. I have no issues with their with their with their helpline. They're doing okay. It's the product I'm having issues with. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Uh, probably won't. I, I I likely won't buy another one of these if I'm going to have that kind of problem unless I get to test the shit out at the store. I don't know. Yeah, but how are you gonna? Yeah. How are you going to test it out at the store? Like, <laughs> like you're just going to take exactly. the display model? Let me like, the fucker open. but it's, but it makes the pro, it makes the prospect, especially because it's not something I bought directly. Right. It yeah. makes the process much more much more fucking aggravating because it's like, I'm at that. I don't like being that asshole who like wants to try the shit out before he takes it out because it's you know it says refurbished or like it's a lower model, but I've worked in retail to know that you know. Refurbished is kind of a square word in, in, in retail to customers because they don't want to deal with all the bullshit that a third-party company took the stuff and built their own you know, units out of the parts left over from another company. And I get that. I mean, but I've bought in plenty of refurbished things and never had an issue with it. So, right. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but you and I also worked in retail, so we have a general idea of what the concept of refurbishment means. It's a dirty oh, exactly. word for a lot of people because, like, when when people go in to buy buy their technology, in their minds, it's an investment. So they don't really want to spend, you know, four hundred and fifty dollars on a television that says refurbished because it's a pain in the ass to them if something happens to it. It's more work for them. They want it out of the box to be, you know whatever company they're doing, Vizio or, you know, Sony, one of those companies, they don't want Sony in conjunction with, you know, you know, technology, you know, consumer conglomerate, you know, technology company. They want, they want as direct as humanly possible. Yeah, I get for that, sure. But you're paying for a fucking name brand at that point. I mean, Arcade One Up is a name brand. So. <laughs> right, but it's the, the model that they have. No other, they don't have any other models like that the other mk legacy or the other uh midway legacy they have comes with a light up marquee a stool and a fucking riser so this is this is the bare bones model yeah but they could send you another bare bones model i just (sighs) that's what i'm saying i'm fine if they send any another unit after all the bullshit you know i registered the fucking thing right Clearly, because that was the only real choice I had at that point. Because there are companies who won't take back electronics if a company has made an agreement with them. I know this working in retail. There are companies that we will not t- give back money for those items. We can we can either do even exchange or you can do store credit because that's the agreement we set forth with the company. So that doesn't that doesn't shock me with regards to that. That's fine. Yeah, but what happens when you know. go to do store credit and then you can't get the freaking model that you want? Like, <laughs> that's what, I mean, literally, that's the the problem that I'm I'm seeing right now. Uh, whatever. Right. It's just. It's weird. I. I it's yeah. fucking silly. 
but how about you? How's <laughs> kind of long winded, but how's your week been? How's your uh, week been? My week, um, after well, after being sick, I ended up with a gout attack. So I literally only worked one hour two weeks ago. Um, and then this week I worked my four days, whatever it is, and I took Tuesday off for T-ball. But other than that, like, fuck, man, I haven't done, like, was it Friday? Uh, Wii Sports came out, or not Wii Sports, the Switch Sports game came out. You know, the one with, like, bowling and everything that you guys laughed at me for? Like, who wanted that game? I didn't pick it up, by the way. Um, cool side note, though, last night while I went digging for my copy of, uh, my DVD copy of Rent uh, to watch, I did find a completely sealed collection of mana for my Switch in my drawer. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I have that. <laughs> Um, other than, like, other than that, like, I've been playing Diablo 3, and then, like, I, man, I haven't done anything, so, I have this, I don't know, if you guys heard me, I mean, you heard me talk about it before, I had that, uh, TikTok painting comp this month, started April yeah, 1st. Yeah, how'd that go, by the way? <laughs> okay, hold on. Oh, no. <laughs> we, oh, no. We got a lot to get into here. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, boy. Um... So April 1st, it started. Uh, we set up a Discord early. Everybody put their submissions in. There's like 15, 20. Uh, actually, I think there's more than that now, now that I think about it. Let me see. Um, one, two, one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 people have today as of right now submitted their submissions we had about 50 people in the discord um so 50 percent actually participated and actually were able to participate there's still 20 minutes left because i have till they have till midnight tonight to get the submission in but um i never finished mine i'm staring at mine right now like half done so I couldn't even finish mine to compete. Um, about halfway through, so I was looking for stuff to give out as like participation prizes and stuff, which, by the way, gave me some awesome marketing stuff. I just don't want to spend the money on it right now, because um, I can I can put our logo into challenge coins, you know, that like the little coins, the like two inch coins that you get for like twenty bucks or whatever. Um, if I could pre-sell those, I will put them in for the podcast 100%. Problem is, is nice. that the amount of money that they want for 50, you have to buy them in 100. Scratch that. You have to buy them in quantities of 50 or 100. And the quantity of 50 was a lot of money. <laughs> so uh, I never ended up doing it. So then I looked into poker chips, which is another thing. Um a way more cheap to give out. It was like a, a consolation type thing. Like, hey, thanks for participating. Here's a commemorative like thing. It wasn't like a cheap like party city participation ribbon type thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So um, then you know I put it out to the people. I was like, hey, if you guys want to buy them, I have to sell 50 of them, like pre-sell them 50 to you guys. I mean, at cost. If I can get everyone in here to buy one, that'd be great. 
because then I can put in the order, and then I'll just cover the shipping myself and sh when I ship everything out. Um, and then I just I didn't get enough into that, and then they were like, well, you know, you running this thing was a big deal. Like, um, you didn't have to do this for a free event. You know, the prizes that you got to give out were great. You know, people just telling me, like, what I did was enough, basically. So I'm like, okay, I cool. know you. I know you. That's probably in your head. You're like, no, it's not enough. Never enough. 100%. Because, like, I was feeling shitty about it, and that's why I wanted to surprise people with those coins, but, dude, they wanted 500 bucks for 50 coins. So I was like, nah, man. <laughs> that noise. Yeah, because you have to pay for the mold. The, the mold that they make, you have to pay for that. So oh boy. it's like 200. It would have been like 300 bucks, but you pay for the mold and it makes it five. It's like an extra 200, and then, like, whatever. So... It's a cool-looking-ass fucking coin. Don't get me wrong. Like, if we can get, like... If I set up, like, a Patreon-style tier for the Kofi, and people wanted to join that, like, we can make the coins, like, a month... Like, not a monthly thing. We can make the coins, like, a... You get your coin. You know what I mean? Like, that would be right. cool as fuck. But uh, I don't want to spend the money on that right now. <laughs> so... <laughs> we're no, not doing completely it. understandable. Anyway. So... Then there was uh, somebody in the Discord... Um, so I was, I'm, I was just having like fucking mental block after mental block and then just ton of shit going on this month. So then I, I didn't really get a chance to paint outside of the first day. I got another day to paint and I finished, I didn't even finish a wing. I have a half done wing and like a quarter done body right now on the piece. And I don't even have the rider built. The rider is still on sprue right now. Um, so that'll be a project that I just have to finish when I get to it, basically. And now I got to paint it like a competition piece because I got to sell it to somebody because I had somebody who I'm doing the commission for the high elves that was like, hey, uh, you know, I'll buy it from you. And I'm like, it's not going to be cheap. <laughs> He's like, that's fine. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so I got to finish that stuff. Um, eventually. For fucking <laughs> I know, right? Fuck, man. I'm off this week. I'm on vacation this week. Um, but... So, oh, well, look at you. two weeks ago, um, somebody in my Discord, because people were like, hey, you should run more of these. And I was like, I just kind of want to see how this one finishes, and then we'll go from there, because I don't want to seem like I'm begging to people for prize support when I got very minimal prize support, honestly, this time. Like, I only had two companies really give me prize support. Um, which was still cool because I, I got stuff. So uh, Miniature Market, you know, 100% thanks, guys. Uh, I know you're not going to be listening to this, but Miniature Market, uh, you guys gave me $100 to give away. And then Privateer Press gave me um, close to almost $200 worth of miniatures to give away uh, as prizes. Each tier that I have, first and second place are going to get something. Um, so... It's, I got three hundred dollars worth of prizes to give away for a free online painting competition. So in my head, that's huge, right? Fuck yeah, dude! I reached out Fuck to a yeah, lot. I reached out. I reached out to a lot of companies, and those were the only two to really get back to me. Um, and then when Miniature Market found out that um, about the competition, like one of their salespeople found out about it outside of the you know the person who sets up you know just giving away the, giving you the prizes. It was a whole different person. They actually gave me graphics and uh, stuff to use to make something to for the online gift card. So it doesn't just like, hey, here's your code. You know what I mean? Like I can create something 
to be like, hey, here's your code with all of the miniature market logo stuff on it. And they 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 helped they provided me with stuff to do that. Um and then oh, and then offered That's to awesome, like dude. if you need anything else, let us know. Um, which I, I haven't needed anything else because everyone told me this was enough, so I never reached out again to them. Um so yeah, miniature market, privateer press. Uh, you guys have been great to me. Thank you. <laughs> Even though you probably won't listen to this. <laughs> um, but so two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I want to say maybe three weeks ago, somebody in the Discord goes, "How would you? How would people be interested in doing another one next month, like May to June?" And I didn't think anything of it. I thought they were just kind of tossing out feelers, or just they just they didn't even give a month. They just said. Uh, would people be interested in doing this again? Like another online thing with celebrity guest judges and stuff like that. And I'm like, I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, maybe someone's just tossing off feelers. No big deal. Whatever. Then they, what is it? Uh, last week, this last, this week, actually, this last week was the last week of the competition. So it's not even done yet. Like people are just submitting their stuff. I still have to get the judge to look at it. And I still have to get the public vote stuff out so people can public vote to finish up the voting. So the voting is not going to be finished for like another two weeks, right? It's just the painting part of it. She puts up a flyer for another competition starting May 1st, going till June 1st. I think this paint is fucked right now. God damn it. I just noticed one of my fucking things was open. No, okay, it's good. Um... So she puts up a flyer for another competition with an LLC behind it with huge... They got Duncan Rhodes. Now, Duncan Rhodes, if anybody knows, he used to be the GW painter on the YouTube channel that would teach you how to paint and then started his own and now has his own paint line. They got him to be one of the guest judges and three other... They got the one of the, the painters from Army Painter to be a judge. They got two more artists, like D&D people, to be judges. And Army Painter sponsored prizes for all the categories. They have like five or six different categories. With wet palettes, paint sets, trophies, brushes, a, a set, like sets of brushes to give away. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I was like, dude, I'm like, I literally said, I'm like, I can't compete with that. Like, I can't compete with that. I did this by myself with no industry connections. Got, got people to donate stuff. And then you come in. My competition is not even done yet. Have yours set up with bigger sponsors. You, you took my idea and ran with it. I, I was hurt by that. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I was hurt by that. You took my idea and then did it better than me. So I was mad about it. I, but I'm like, you know, like this, this whole Discord thing that I set up was so people could learn from each other. So people could ask for advice. It wasn't just for the competition. And the Discord has been going right. really, really well. So, you know, I told her, I was just like, I was hurt by it. I'm like, this kind of shit always happens to me. Like, I have an idea. I set something up and then someone takes it and does it 10 times better than I could have done it. Like it hurts. It hurts. Cause then they're like, well, you were our inspiration. I said, right. But where does that inspiration show on your, on your, on, you know, on your flyer, on your thing? Like just cause I'm the first one to set up something like this, like, and people are just supposed to know, like, 
I don't know. I took it as like a slap in the face. So, and then Duncan Rhodes was just a new addition to the thing. And I was like, dude, I like, I don't even have YouTuber connections. I, I don't have that. I have Tim who's a, you know, a multi-time golden demon winner who I've known forever and works at the store. And I asked him if he could help out. I, that's all I have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck man. <laughs> so it kind of it sucked the motivation out of me and that's why i never got my piece done because i didn't even want to paint like it it literally i don't i don't want to create anything like even if you looked at my tiktok right now i don't want to give people ideas that's the point that's like the mental state i'm in right now like people are just going to take my shit from me so i don't know i I just yeah i've just been in a really weird spot lately so clearly dude damn yeah Well, it's just weird because it's like, and then another guy asked me, you know, what like equipment he needed for a podcast, and I was just like, like, how do you want to do it? You want to do it bare bones? You want to do it the way I'm doing it? And he's like, bare bones. I said, a blue Yeti microphone and a laptop. (laughs) That's what you need. (laughs) And he was like, what? And then I'm like, yeah, just download Audacity, and that's that's all you need. I was like, I I don't have a problem telling people how to start things, like if they ask me, but I don't want mm-hmm. the, I don't want to be the competition to them. You know what I mean? Like it's just uh, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. So, but yeah, I think I, you and I think to be perfectly honest, I think you let it get to your fucking head. And I think you, wh- what you were talking about, you know, you did this as a way of community building. I think you should focus more on that than letting yourself get dragged into, you know, feeling like you got poached, like your ideas got fucking taken. Dude, if someone, you're never going to have all the all the connections and, and shit available to be able to, you know, beat everyone. I know you feel like you got to fight, you know, uphill both ways, you know, in the snow. Yeah. But with regards to this, just don't let don't don't let your don't let your headspace interfere with what you're attempting to accomplish because if those keep butting heads you're going to end up being a lot more unhappy with the shit you're doing no i know and it's weird because it's like i'm competing against people that want to be like famous you know what i'm saying like that's how i feel like i'm not here to get famous like i just like i i I obviously want to leave a mark but i i'm not here to be like I don't, I don't want to be, like, looked up to. Does that make any sense? Like, I don't want to be the top of the fucking pedestal. I don't want people to think, like, I'm better than they are type thing. So, Dude, you, then you should, then your focus should be mentorship. Yeah, You're, you should look at this as a way to, to, because, again, this goes back to situations like, let's go back to our interview with Perp, you know, ever so long ago. Yeah. Purpose 41,000 subscribers. The dude is not over. The dude isn't going hard on pushing himself. He's not, you know, jumping up and down, you know, waving his hand, be like, follow me. No, he's trying to grow naturally. Right. He's trying to build himself in a way that he feels like he can be comfortable with. He never overreaches. He goes at his own pace and he never feels like he owes anybody anything. That, if, you, if you're not worried about being at the top of the pile or being king of the hill, Build the way he does with within your hobby. Don't feel like you need to legend kill. Don't feel like you need to be pushing up against things. If people are going to take your idea, run with it, and make it bigger, dude, why aren't you talking with them specifically and building more connections then? 
I did. Like day, I that's the that's the thing is like right? I told them I was just like, hey, I'm like, just so you know, I'm like, I it it hurt me, and I'm not mad at you. I, in fact, like I'm happy for you. I'm glad that you're doing this. Like, it's a big thing to be doing because like it's a big thing for me. So I told him I was like, hey, like I understand it. I'm just like because other people had reached out to her and told her, hey, um that's not cool. That's unprofessional. Like you just kind of like poached his discord for it. And in all honesty, like the discord was never meant to be my discord. Like the discord was meant for everybody. There's like a self promotion area. There's everything. And it, it was bad timing. I I get it. It was bad timing. It was bad timing. And I get it. Yeah. And you know what? You're not wrong. I'm I, like I said. I'm not unjustifying your feeling. You absolutely have every right to feel like you got poached. Yeah. And to a degree, you did. Yeah. But the higher ground on this. Well, I gave go, her. Hey, I gave her a section on the Discord. Be like, hey, you know, like I'm happy for you. Like I'll I'll have your own section on the Discord. You can put announcements on there. Like she got promoted to. Not a mod, but like almost like an ad, not an admin. Yeah, so a mod. She got promoted to like a mod so she can change stuff in that Discord thing. Um, but she was the only one that had access to it, and then she can designate roles to it too. So I, I mean, I extended the olive branch. I didn't just tell her to go fuck herself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, hey, I'm happy for you. Like, it sucked. Bad timing. This type of shit always happens to me, so yeah, I am feeling some kind of way about it, but you know, here's a section of the Discord so you can put everything in so it doesn't get buried in, like, the general chat. So, Dude, you took the high ground, and, and, you, and you articulated your feelings about it. That's all you can do at the end of the day. No, yeah, like I'm saying, so... Yeah, no worries, dude. I, t- I totally get it. And, I, and like I said, I agree with you. It was, it was shitty timing, everything kind of played out the way it did, and I, uh, you know, it, it it's kind of shitty, but hey, you high roaded that shit, and you and you took a chance to to vent to you, you took a chance to articulate your feelings to her. I mean, you didn't go whole hog, and you didn't go you know rage monster about it. And dude, I commend you for that. Well, I never, I never got to that rage mode on it. Like, it was weird. It was like a, a lulling like depression that I got about it. Like, wow. I'm like, it, it, like I never got to the angry point. You know what I'm saying? It was right. just, it was more of like a, oh, here we go again type of feeling than a, you know, fuck you feeling. Right. You, you're more feeling like, again, you build something, you build a foundation of something, and then someone builds a goddamn mansion on top of it when you weren't even intending to do that shit. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I got you, fam. I know. I, I, I understand. Know. Well, that's what that's what spawned that whole LLC talk. So, like, yeah, I want to move into the LLC thing, but it's, like, for some reason, I feel like people don't take us seriously as, like, either a podcast or as a creator or as uh, an organizer. Like, I feel like I'm not being taken seriously or we're not being taken seriously, even though we have interviews with Perp, with Command uh, Commander's Quarters. We had that article that we wrote, um, Doctor Implausible, Gaddis Gaming you know, uh, show she's minis coming up here within like the next week. Like top hat gaming, man. If I can ever get the fucking stars to align and actually get his ass in his GMT world and actually get him lined up with our central. 
yeah. time zone and to get that all fucking lined up. We, dude, we're doing things. That one fucking uh, uh, Dynasty TCG guy who I found on uh, Instagram who's got the uh, uh, feudal, Chinese, feudal China card game that looks really interesting. Right. And I, the, the point is, the point I'm trying to make is like, there's people that know us that that have listened to us that that have faith in us, right? But for some reason, we're not taken seriously. Like that's just like the feeling that I get. Like, hey man, and we have to take those steps, right? Yeah, no, I agree. So, like, there's steps that that just need to be taken. Where we're gonna be, we're never gonna be corporate, right? Like that's not the goal for us. We want to be us, and we want to continue to make content for people. Um. But at the same time, I don't want somebody to be like, oh, these guys are just a total joke. Like, they don't have a good setup. Like, I, I, I joke about our setup, right, all the time. And I would tell people when we get upgrades to it, right, it's not a joke. Like, right. this is how normal people do it. This is how podcasts do it. Just because I don't have a, you know, I, ha- I'm, I do have a $3,000 computer now. But just because I don't have, like, I, this isn't running on a $3,000 computer and we don't have millions of dollars invested in equipment and a pro engineer doesn't make us not official. Like we have to get to that pro. We got to, we have to get to that point where we can hire a pro engineer where we're making money on this. This isn't making us money. <laughs> like this is just not making us money. And it's, and it's, and I think that's why people think that don't take us seriously enough. It's because we're looked at as just another group of angry people on the internet. So, Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, I take pride. I take pride in that in that moniker. Thank you. But no, I, I know mean, you want I know if you're building a brand, you want to make sure that you have a little bit more depth than just raw or me angry about things. I get that. Well, no, not even that. Like, okay, I had to. I reached out to Miniature Market and I reached out to Privateer Press and I leveraged our podcast to get the price support that I got. I said, "Here's our podcast. This is how many downloads we have. This is how many episodes we have." This is how many followers I have on TikTok. This is what I'm trying to set up. Here's here's the judge that's going to be judging it. He's a he's a professional or close to a professional judge as I can get. This isn't a joke. And I I got those people to respond, but I still had companies that never got back to me. Just straight up never got back to me. Or said, you know, thanks for the interest, uh, but we don't deal with, you know, just regular people type stuff and i was like all right cool fantastic <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah so that that's where I, that's where i'm talking about like we're not taking it serious so it's but hey man keep building up keep, keep building up keep working your way up dude oh yeah no th- this was never meant to be uh next day blow up type bullshit so it's all good now that we got that ranch out of the way yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man more people to fight on tiktok let's go (laughs) i mean i leave that to you because i completely walked away from that fucking platform it makes my it made my head hurt oh my god i almost just didn't have the energy i kid you not after i kid you not like after this whole debacle like i almost did walk away but you know I could have walked away completely and kept the discord and been like, okay, here's your winner. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) so, 
Well, I mean, I mean, let's let's start let's start hard here. Well, the motherfucker did it. The bastard finally pulled it off. Elon purchased Twitter. There we go. <laughs> yes, he did. The shit lord, the, the the maximum shit overdrive shit lord himself has decided. Enough of this bullshit. The playpen's coming down. You motherfuckers are rolling around in the dirt. I heard there's a, been a bunch of unbannings. Oh, um. Oh yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. Did Trump make it back? No. He didn't. No. Make it back. Um. He's staying on Truth Social. That's what I thought. That he built. Yeah, fuck that. Um, somebody else got unbanned. Um, fucking Sci-Fi for Me said something about it the other day. The red-headed libertarian got unbanned. Yeah, and then there was another one that got unbanned that, um... Uh, what the... F- Ke- uh, Keon? Keenan? K-Neon? Whatever his name is. Oh, you're talking about... Wait, Neon? Yeah, neon. Like neon and Kiki Sparkle. Yeah, they said that someone that was following them got unbanned, and they noticed it. That's cool. Um, one of the other things that happened is apparently, and they finally owned up to it, is apparently there was bot uh, there was bot fluffing going on. So a bunch of uh, left leaning um, influencers lost a shit ton of fucking uh, support out of nowhere. And then oh, shit. a lot, of, I guess a lot of the shadow banning that was going on that they said never happened also got released. So there was a bunch of right leaning people who suddenly surged to the fore. Uh, the quartering was talking about this. He said he started getting a shit ton of supporters out of nowhere on, on Twitter. Which That's is good for him because, again, <laughs> I'm not right leaning, I'm not left leaning. I just like watching the shit show play out. And if those two those two sides can go at it, that means I got something to eat popcorn to. <laughs> Especially on a platform like Twitter. <laughs> so I don't know. If we, yeah, we're just... we're gonna see. It's gonna take six months for the sale to be finalized, and then once it's finalized, it goes into his control. Um, so it's still technically public for the next six months, but I don't think you can buy or sell Twitter stock it right now. Yeah. Well, okay. So he said, "When he the people who are already who already have shares in in Twitter, yeah, they're gonna get some. They're gonna get a fucking payout, which will be nice. Now, yeah. it's gonna take six months for the whole deal to go through. Give it get in that six months. Everything and anything is gonna get in the way of this. Just watch. Oh, the so to find I think to finalize something that of that size, the SEC has to step in." To make sure that it's okay, yeah. I think it goes under um, the same kind of provisions as like another company buying another company. Everything mm-hmm. has to go through them first. Which the here's the fucked up part is apparently the SEC has been trying to look into Musk for like the last like God knows how long. So this just gives them another mm-hmm. opportunity to look look into him. It's just so like it's bizarre, man. The whole thing is just bizarre. If the dude wasn't being transparent with everything on the forefront already, and my favorite is the naysayers who are like, he could have taken that money and donated to something, and he immediately shows the receipts for all the huge donations he's been doing over the past 10 fucking years. It's just like, 
between that and the bullshit with him and AOC that are going on online, it's just like, really? You motherfuckers are just, you motherfuckers are flailing around because you just can't handle the fact that the goddamn discourse is going to get a little bit wider and you don't get to sit, listen to your own voice echoed against the fucking wall. The issue, the issue that is going to happen is the hate speech people. I think what's going to happen is that a bunch of people, because right now that's like, that seems to be like the hot button is you're going to let the 4chan crowd basically run rampant, rampant through through this new Twitter because you're opening it up for everybody, right? Like, that's what he keeps saying. He wants nothing to be, like, held back. But there has to be something, right? Like, there has to be a line. Otherwise, you're going to have... The threshold, the threshold is going to end up being probably... Outright physical violence, rape, and child pornography is probably where the line's going to end. That's what I'm hoping for, but again, honestly. That's the best that, you can hope dude, for. Dude, that's, that, that, that's all I need, as far right. as I'm concerned. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Let that oh, shit, I'm not complaining let that about storm it. happen. Yeah, I'm not complaining about him buying it by any means. I'm just saying that, like, the shitstorm that's already happening and the shitstorm that is going to be coming, like, people are already saying that they're deleting their Twitters, and I'm just like, no, they're not. <laughs> you're, you're deactivating them until this blows over, and then you're going to go right back because you have thousands of followers that you have to reach, or you need it for a job. Like... <laughs> You're a reporter, and you need to report on this shit. Like, you're not leaving. Like, <laughs> you could say you're leaving all you want, but you're not leaving. <laughs> Telcom X feigned like he was leaving, and he came right the fuck back. Yeah, because it... these motherfuckers, these motherfuckers know where the score is. Yeah. They're making a show of it for their followers, and then they're gonna fucking go back to the goddamn business as usual because they know it's not gonna matter at the end of the fucking day. Right. Exactly. I just love the people that love to to say they're they're these moral high grounds and then they don't stick to them. Like when I say I'm not like <laughs> when I say I'm not doing something, I'm not doing something. Like that's just how it is. Dude. <laughs> Dude, the majority of these people, if you ever wanted to realize how fucking hypocritical they truly are, go back to when Tim Pool was talking about the uh, Occupy Wall Street movement. Yeah. And all the motherfuckers in that group who were just either legend-seeking or were looking to make a profit off of the fucking movement rather than actually being about the movement. Yeah. And he went back to them years later and just like, no, I, I was literally in it to try and make, you know, make a name for myself. I don't really give a fuck about the movement. It's like, wow. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's exactly the problem. <laughs> God. Again, it's fine. People do dumb shit for their own personal gain. That's just part and parcel of how, how our society works. You gotta roll with it. Yeah. It's the... It's the uh, everybody wants to be king. <laughs> yeah, they want to be king until they realize what that fuck, how heavy that crown ends up being. Right, exactly. That's why I say I don't want to honestly I don't want to be at the top. <laughs> I don't want to be I don't no. want to be fucking Joe Rogan. I don't want to be fucking Dan Cummins. I don't want to be like I don't know. I want to be me. I want to be <laughs> me. <laughs> and that's the brand you got to build. That's yeah. the brand that we as as a, as a as a triforce need to build. 
we're just bullshitting. We're the people here who are just talking about dumb shit that are going on. That's going on. Yeah. Is it is it is it, is it derivative? Probably. There's probably a bunch of fucking people doing the same dumb shit we've been doing. Oh, 100 percent. I've First long off... accepted. I've long accepted the fact that we're not original in that in that capacity. Right. Dude, we talk about video games. We game bring news. our own. We're not the o- we're not the only ones. We're basically the nerdy version of like Tim Pool or like the fucking quartering. Honestly, like <laughs> we we take relevant news, we talk about it, we give our spin on it, and like that's it. And then we try to aspire to be better with like our interviews and stuff like that. And like we're not we're we're trying to be. We're trying to be different and same at the same time. Does that make sense? <laughs> well, yeah. Any good situation, any good, any good, um, any good company, any good, you know, entertainment group takes what works, discards what doesn't, and they keep evolving as time goes on. The point at the end of the day is to make sure that you keep the core of what you're trying to do. Oh yeah, I don't want to move on our. Forefront. Yeah, I don't want to move on my principles. That's it. Uh, That's all right. What's, fine, dude. What's next? What's next? Capenna. You want to talk? You want to talk conspiracies and shit? Yeah, we'll talk about Streets of New Capenna. We'll talk about um. We'll merge them because we're going to talk about Streets of New Capenna. We're also going to talk about uh the price increase. So. Streets of New Capenna's official release was this week, which means that the draft boxes and the commander decks are out. If they haven't been out, if they weren't out on Friday, they're probably out Saturday or Sunday, that mon- Monday at the latest. Um, with this set, uh, the booster boxes and the, 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 I'm sorry, the draft boxes, collector's boxes, and uh, set booster boxes are all going to remain the same price. But there is going forward going to be a price increase on standard product. What does that mean? There's an 11% increase on the prices on standard product. Now, you think that doesn't mean a fucking thing because there's no MSRP on any of the shit that they're selling. But what that means on the backside is is that cost goes up. That's the 11% that's going to eventually reflect down. So I was talking with my buddy. It's looking like draft booster boxes are going to be like 110. Uh, the set booster boxes will probably be like 120. And you're looking at almost 250 to 300 for the fucking collector's booster boxes, which is absolutely fucking asinine in general. They're, they're stating that there were too much, too many logistical issues and shortages. And again, I get that. We're all dealing with that shit. Everyone's dealing with that kind of stuff. You plan around that. You make it shifts accordingly. But, and this is what my buddy was saying, is it was perfectly timed with with the fact that Unfinity, the next unset, is going to be coming out soon. Unfinity is getting a price increase as well, even though it's technically not a standard set, because there are going to be chase cards in there that are going to be extremely rare that people are looking for. And they're actually going to be stand, going to be uh, ex, um, eternal format legal cards in the set that you can actually play outside of the unglued cards that are in there. Also, the new Capenna Commander decks are also getting increased in price. So it went from at Target they were sitting at um, 
41, which I guess is uh, $2 more than I guess most places are selling. I think Walmart's selling them for 39. Um, but now they're at 45 for a fucking commander deck. Which is just fucking ridiculous. You're going to price people out of the goddamn card game eventually. No, that is the that <laughs> fuck man. Yeah, yeah. But at the, I I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if, if it's because they're undercutting themselves. Say 110 for a draft box does not seem bad. That's basically what people are paying. For the most part, you have some people getting down to like eighty dollars a box or eighty-five a box. Okay, cool. But one ten. When I bought booster boxes, when I bought booster boxes at the goat, it was ninety-seven, and with taxes, it was like one one hundred five. This is one ten on the front, plus taxes puts you at almost one twenty or one thirty, depending on where your taxes are. So no, that isn't good. It's not good, but it's not terrible <laughs> yet. <laughs> Dude, back in, I know it's going to sound old boomerish, but back in the fucking day, booster boxes were sitting at seventy. Agreed. Agreed. Seventy dollars. Seventy. That was ten fucking years ago. That's seventy to goddamn one hundred and ten now. Right, at but what now, point does, at what point does this become untenable? Is my question. But the see the booster boxes are for the people that want to play in those formats, which most of the time you're only buying three packs. You're not buying a booster box, right? Here's the thing. What I think is going to happen is that the secondary market will be the way to get the cards, which will inflate the secondary market a little bit. But I don't think it's going to be that bad. I think because stores can get them cheaper, what's going to happen is the buying the singles is going to be the way to go. It's usually the way to go now, honestly. To make sure that you get what you want. The problem is... I think Paper Magic is trying to kill itself. Honestly. I think they're seeing how much value there is on online and how much value the... the what is it? Arena and MTGO are bringing them mostly arena and it's i mean it's it's making money so for them the to problem move, with it is is ncg arena is currently losing money there is no they are not they're not even breaking fucking even with a lot of the shit that they're doing really and, the, and, and their most recent conference that they did they ended up they ended up snubbing the snubbing their fucking uh their player base because they went and one of the major problems that people have is, it, 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 have you played Hearthstone? I have. There's no dusting in fucking in arena. You can't dust right. any of the cards you don't need. You're stuck with them. Right. And you can't and buy you can't singles. Trade them in. There's no. You're yeah. stuck with them. Yeah. And the statement that they made, and this is an official statement from the fucking company, was. Oh well, we didn't want to implement dusting because what if somebody ends up accidentally dusting a card, and they needed it for another deck later? Well, you know they're going to have regret on that. Like then they crack more packs and get the fucking card. No, not even that. The they just read. They, then they use the dust and recreate the card. Like right. If it, <laughs> and, if it, and if that ends up happening and they end up losing some some dust on that, well, guess what? That's a problem they have to have. Mm-hmm. Them sitting on you know tw- you know. 
extra copies of shit they don't fucking need, it doesn't make it better. It's a collect yeah, it's a collectible card game. Sure. But every game's a collectible card game if you're gonna be fucking if you want to split hairs about it. What you've done, and, and this is also in the writing on the top of the fact that they just had this wild card pack that they put out that's absolutely fucking offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve rares and four fucking mythics for fifty bucks? Eat my goddamn dick. Especially because the rares, you're not even guaranteed to get shit out of it. Some of these rares are sitting sub a dollar. <laughs> right. So the 12 rare wild cards that you get and the four mythics that you get aren't even going to help you break even on a fucking deck. You just spent $50 on literally goddamn nothing. Right. On air. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> that, that, is, that is well beyond insanity. The, so the argument and, is the argument that's been going around has been obviously the proxy debate again. Oh, here, here's the, here's the issue that I'm finding with all of this, honestly. So official Watsy is pricing themselves out of paper magic, They're pricing their customer base out of paper magic. Right. So then you're pricing right. in the proxy people. Right. But if you proxy the stuff, you're killing the main company. So Watsy's literally eating themselves and the player base is just finding cheaper ways of playing their game. So their their player base wants to play and Watsy's like fuck you. <laughs> we're going to we're well, going to You also company with you, you you pair that with the fact that they just brought back the pro tour. Yeah. And it's completely antithetical to that to what they're trying to accomplish. It it makes no fucking sense what they're doing. No, it doesn't. And the, dude, they made a lot of fucking money, a lot of fucking money. And Watsy is keeping. Watsy made what? I think they said sixty-five percent of Hasbro's overall fucking. Um, oh yeah. Stuff. So D and D and Magic oh, the yeah. Gathering is literally keeping them afloat. Why are you fucking with your player base? <laughs> like, you're greedy. Because you're getting greedy. Give a fuck. No, they're getting greedy. That's one hundred percent the reason. They're getting greedy. And we we made this statement before, and we'll say it again. There was a point where, um, Watsi was told by its parent company that it needs to become more profitable within a certain point, within a certain part of time. Right. Understandable. I get it. You, you do what you need to do to, to, to stay viable in, in the market that's ever-changing. I'm not going to argue that point. But this doesn't foster the level of, you know, stick to to your product that you're ex- assuming it's going to. You're, right. you're just making it worse in most cases. Right. Yep. And the, the professor just did a fucking video uh, he, you, you've seen his videos, the "Is it worth it?" video. He ended up fucking yeah. doing it for that for that wild card pack, and he literally goes, he literally does his opening. You know, many Magic the Gathering players ask the question, "Is it worth it to buy?" You know, such and such. He looks at the camera, goes no, and sits there for nine fucking minutes, saying absolutely fucking nothing else. <laughs> no, no further elaboration. Just, just piss and vinegar and you know and eye contact, just scowling unhappiness. And I, I don't argue with that. He he is absolutely right to feel that way. You're yeah. Jesus, mm. I'm sorry. I you, and, and and again, this comes with this comes with the caveat that yes, 
Companies are going to make stupid fucking decisions every once in a while that you're not going to agree with. I, I, I get it. At the end of the day, you have to take responsibility for the dumb shit you do. And there's just, it doesn't feel like that's happening here. You cannot do two different fucking things that affect the market the way that they do and expect people to take you fucking seriously. Because I certainly fucking don't. I think what they did is completely fucking idiotic. I agree. But I don't play arena, so it doesn't fucking affect me. But I do play paper, and the shit that they're doing fucking affects me. Yeah. Because they're... You combine that with the fact that every goddamn month there's a new set. Because there is. There's a new set every fucking month. There is no lull. The last lull we got was, I think, between December of last year and January of this year. And they went right back to the insanity again. And you know what? They filled that, that blank area in with more fucking secret layers that no one gave a shit about. Yep. Honestly, the biggest lull was between Strixhaven and Kaldheim. And even that wasn't even like a full-blown lull because you had Commander Legends, I want to say, drop in between that. No, Time Spiral. It was Time Spiral Remastered that dropped right between them. Yep, ESR. Yeah. And that was a huge seller, too. But again, you're getting to the point where people are having wallet fatigue. It's like, I can't keep fucking buying into this. In my head, I'm already looking down and saying, do I want to buy into the Brothers War? Do I want to buy into the Dominaria at war? I'm not feeling like I have the energy to do that shit anymore when I still have to wait for fucking Baldur's Gate Commander Legends to come out in June. Yep. And and here's the and worst that, part is now they're trying to promote Pioneer because of the wallet fatigue. It's like, bro, you pushed out too much con you pushed out too much. You pushed out too much and now you're trying to say Pioneer is going to be Pro Tour. Like stop. Stop it. <laughs> and that's affecting prices now too, because there's right. a bunch of shit that are Pioneer staples that people are now picking up and it's jumping the price of shit that was, you know, dollar bin stuff out of nowhere. Right. Which again, I'm fine with the pro I'm fine with fluctuations in the market that I don't give a shit about. But this out of nowhere, we're bringing back the Pro Tour, and the Pro Tour is going to be Pioneer, which to me is a middle finger to the fucking modern players, because the modern players, you know, other than getting the modern Horizon sets, I'm imagining they probably feel snubbed because it's like fuck you, we don't want we don't want your fetch land, you know, end on turn four bullshit anymore. Well, that's the, that's the other thing is that modern. Modern's gotten so powerful that it's easier for them to go to Pioneer now. Like, it's easier for them to go down than it is to, for Pioneer to go up to Modern. And one of the concerns that a lot of people have, and even, uh, even the professor even said this, was, I don't care that they went to Pioneer for the Pro Tour. I care if they make a Horizon set for Pioneer. Because one yep. of the major headaches he had with Modern was it was an eternal format and there was a bit of consistency that you could play around with yeah you know there'd be rogue brews out of nowhere because like standard would dump some extra cards in there but it was a trickle when you have modern horizon sets it completely warps the format on a molecular level yep immediately when it hits when it hits the meta there's no there's no shifting of things there's no there, there's no you know, a template changes just a little bit. No, it's a new deck sprouted out of fucking nowhere because, you know, they got enough support now where they're actually competitively viable in like a top 10, top five scenario. But that's, but that's how Yu-Gi-Oh! runs. So for, 
I can't be mad that that's how that contest, happens. Dude, I would contest Yu-Gi-Oh does it even fucking quicker. Their flip around time for decks is like uh, like seconds compared to MTG's minutes. No, I know. I know. So like I can't even be mad at Watsy for trying to do that. The problem is the problem is is the access to the cards is not is still not there. It's still not there. You're you're getting new staples for modern right out of these horizon sets but you're not getting the modern the old sets so for to say somebody is going into modern from the horizon sets it's not it's not the truth there is no way that is the truth those horizon boxes okay. are meant for the modern players flat out just like the, the commander with, ones the are with, the problem with that is is um there, there are eternal formats outside of Commander that do end up benefiting from Commander Legend sets, because Commander Legend sets are still legal in Vintage and Legacy. Mm. But that's Vintage and Legacy, and the player bases for those are minuscule in contrast to Modern, Pioneer, and Commander. And they're playing proxies. Legacy is playing proxies. They don't have a choice. A Majority correct. of the cards in those <laughs> in those formats are not fucking impossible to get a hold of. Right. So that's why Watsi says that it's okay to proxy those cards. Do you see the, Do you see the hypocrisy? We're gonna price you out, but then we're gonna say it's okay to proxy at the same time. It's dude. It blows because my mind. A, okay. It blows my mind. They want to keep the player base, but they don't want the player base at the same time. It just they're man they need some restructuring across the board i think personally okay. this is what perp this is what perp told what perp said um i think he, he says it he said it a number of times internally watsi puts the shelf life of its customers at a bare minimum of two years that's the turnaround time for most of the players in the game who stay because in, the of game, the in the game that's as far as they often go. Yeah, you and I, I are different it. because we were playing the game for a lot longer, but we also, the breaks we were taking, I would contest I took more than like years at a time off before coming back into MTG. Um, I took more than years off. <laughs> right. I took you like took a decade five, off. Years out of, out <laughs> <Yeah>. of <MTG. laughs> but the turnaround time for them is they feel like Two years is about the the value they're going to get out of their customers before they say, fuck this, I'm done, and they step away. So what they're doing is, in their objective, they're trying to bring new players in and allowing the natural phase out of the old players who don't want to keep riding the fucking ride. So they're just they're keeping it at 60 miles an hour, putting out new content, because they know that there's going as much as they're going to lose players, they're going to keep getting new ones. They're going to gain new ones. Yeah. The problem with that is, is the point to get to the, okay. In a game where you have to have groups of people who play shit, you need to have people who are the foundation of this. If you only are expecting these people to stay on for two years, they're never going to be in the game long enough to bring new blood into it to be able to keep cultivating that turnaround. It's fucking ridiculous for them to think that that was the case. Right. My statement to what they're doing as far as this breakneck speed with sets coming out, if you want to go and do a, a standard set every other month, like two-month intervals, 
You the keep way, the standard meta. That's kind of the way it used to be. Right. And you can, if you want to put like a bunch of non-standard shit, like a Horizon set or a Modern Master set, because those are still things. Yes, old sets aren't going to get reprinted, but staple cards for like Modern and Vintage and Legacy always get printed in Master sets. So they can still go and print. There's another double master set coming out this year, for fuck's sake. Again, they did one fucking in 2020 just because they had to fill the gap. So there's still, they, they still have that going for them. If they kept it at, you know, two-month intervals, people can even out, and they would likely make more profit doing this. Eventually... There's going to be so much saturation. I imagine people are just going to say "fuck it" and walk away. And Arena doesn't have the player retention they need. That's why they ended. Up, that's why they tried to make the wild cards more accessible, but they didn't even do that in a way that was accessible to anybody. Fifty dollars, and you don't even get enough for it, dude. Someone did a goddamn financial breakdown on it. Spend fifty dollars and buy the fucking booster packs. You have the potential to get wild cards of different rarities, and you end up getting rares and mythics potentially out of your packs. Why the fuck would you ever just buy the rare, the rare mythic wild cards like that? To build a deck, in most cases, the amount of rares and mythics you need access to are probably well more than the $50 are worth at that point. Four mythics aren't going to get you anywhere near what you need to build the deck with. No. Now, the 12 <laughs> rares might do that, because that should cover your land base, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> Right, but also, <laughs> also they've they've completely ignored standard. Anyways, if you if you look at um, yeah, they have. Yes, they have. <laughs> they have. They have. They focus more on historic right now on it on uh, arena or the uh, historic, alchemy historic brawl. What's up? The alchemy. That's the other one. Alchemy is an absolute fucking shit show right now, and I think <laughs> I heard mo I heard mostly negative shit about alchemy. Yeah, I played like maybe two or three different two or three matches of that, and then I was like, "eh." I haven't uh, I haven't used the code for the Nuka Penna stuff yet. I literally I log in, collect my three packs every set, and then just play a couple games, and then done. Like, <laughs> I I have right. no it's I have no it's like, a junk food game for you now. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like that's why I like Commander, and that's why I told you like I'll just I'll just fucking proxy all my Commander decks from now on. Or use precons because literally, I just want to be able to like. I'm staring at two decks right now. One of them is the twins, and the other one is the um, the thieves from Zendikar. I, I just want to grab a box right. off my shelf, put it on a table, and play with it. That's it. I don't need. I don't need to win. I don't need to be competitive anymore. Like I don't. As much as I would love, love to be in the competitive TCG thing again. I I just don't I I don't I don't want to be a part of that anymore. One of the things that I think Watsi has to contend with, and I think that's the reason why their proxying rules have kind of slacked, is they're looking at the casual market and realizing, no matter how hard they push Pro Tour and the pro scene in general, the table the the kitchen table magic crowd is the biggest fucking crowd out of all of them. The people who just, you know, throw a deck together and just play in bullshit. Because yeah. it's supposed to be a goddamn game where you actually socialize. Yeah. Why do you think yeah. Arena has no fucking 
player retention because it's boring. No <laughs> one's talking to you. You're fucking moving cards around. If you want to do that, you can go play fucking Hearthstone. Yeah, oh man, Hearthstone's a shit show too. I stopped playing that game too. Eh, whatever. Right, I just again, I don't like I don't like kind of game. It's not real. I don't like the digital formats. The plain and simple. Like I got into the digital formats because some of the games were like Hearthstone was pure digital. And it was cool. And at first it was like, cool, I can kind of make my own deck. But half the time I'm playing on my phone, right? I'm not playing at a computer. Uh, well, Arena, I'm playing at a computer now. But I, I, don't, I don't have, I can't see the cards that I want to put into a deck. I can't lay out my cards and read them and say, oh, hey, I remember reading this card over here. And it synergizes with this card over here. Because my deck building looks like somebody's trying to solve an unsolved mystery, right? That's just how I work when I build decks. That's how I find, like, stupid synergies. Like, that's how I built my unicorn deck. It's like I had all my unicorn stuff, and I was like, how can I make this work to the, mo like, the most beneficial out of the stuff that I have, right? And it right. worked fast, fast, fast and well, and that part of the deck building I love. And it got me competitive, and it got me into the competitive scene, and that's cool. But you can't do that with Arena. You can't just lay out all your cards and look at just text boxes. You only get the title. And I'm not going to memorize how many fucking cards are in Magic right now. I'm not memorizing all those fucking cards. It's not happening. <laughs> so 25,000 plus and still going. That's what I'm saying. Like, so I'm not. And even the even when you get to search for like keywords and stuff on some of these other apps for MTG, it's not the same. It's not the same. You can't find the synergies like you can holding a stack of cards. Just, I don't know. I don't know. They, they need to bring drafting back. Drafting in the limited formats I'm cool with. I will play those. That could be my way of doing competitive. But outside of drafting and like draft tournaments, like I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Well, okay, so the other aspect of the price increases that I was chatting with my LGS friend about was the, 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 the actual Facebook group that he's a part of. They are, the, the, the owners are fucking livid because the standard products are going up in price. Right. They've literally, Watsi's literally told, the, literally and figuratively told these people Draft boxes are a product in and of themselves. We do not want you selling draft booster boxes to people who just want to rip packs for value. We want you to sell the draft booster box as a drafting thing. It is a self-contained thing that people will draft out of. They will not get any, any uh, EV value out of the draft boxes as they stand. The, the value stuff comes out of the set booster boxes and the collector's booster boxes. That's what we want you to push. We want set booster boxes. That's why draft booster boxes are no longer available at pre-release anymore. They are pushing it to the point where if you want something at pre-release, you have to pay for the premium shit. But you you buy the pre-release kits. Those pre-release kits are your draft kits. You're not getting a lot right. at pre-release anymore. You're just getting your pre-release kit. You see what I'm saying? So the pre-release the pre-release tournaments, I'm cool with. I'm good with that. The fact that 
you can't draft outside of the pre-release kits seems kind of weird. And you're only allowed one pre-release kit on Arena. Like, if I bought more than one pre-release kit, I should have access to all of those pre-release kits for my Arena account. And you should, honestly. Yeah. Because if, you spent the mo- if you're spending the money on it, you should have access to it. Right. Right. But if, the, but if they're not making it available to you, there's fuck all you can do about it. That's the fun part about paper is I can probably go back to my store and if he has any leftover uh, draft uh, um, pre-release kits, I can just buy them from him. No, yeah, that's that's With, how and, I do and it he too. Would, and he wouldn't even give a fuck. He wants to get rid of them because they're only good at pre-release because after that point, there's no fucking reason to have them. Correct. <laughs> And oh, while man, you I do just... get promos out of them because they have the foil, uh, the, the date stamp fo- promos that are in there. I guess. But... And those tend to have, a, they, they hold value if it's good cards. My problem, and I have many, is that's it. The draft packs are good. You're not going to pull anything of value out of the draft packs. Dude, I. You can. The new Capetta one. That, the new Capetta one, I got like a fucking uh, a red sorcery that does damage to something. That was my promo. And the one mythic I pulled out of there was like the was the meeting of the the meeting of the families card that lets you go uh, find Wooberg cards out of your deck. Like you, if you you look through your deck and you find uh, you know look at the top ten and you get a bunch of mana for it and you can spend for three colored cards. That's that's all it fucking did. I'm like, this isn't even a mythic. In a standard format, yeah. though, it is though. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like they're pulling. They're making you're not running five color in fucking draft though. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not. Three color is unrealistic in a fucking draft environment. Other or two, unless you're running something extremely clunky. Two or you you really want to push for one color if it's possible if that's where the removal is, but you're more than likely running two in draft. Right, because you have to have one to support the other. Your bombs right. are probably going to either potentially be two color. Or it's going to be a color where you need the ramp. There's a bunch of different factors in draft. It, it's it's a wild experience. I love draft. I know. I do too. It's one of my favorite fucking formats. Honestly, it really is. It's it's fast paced. You don't know what you're gonna get. There's a ton of strategy behind it. Ton of strategy behind it. And oh yeah, you can't once once you've determined after the first two packs. Honestly, your first three first three push like. uh, turns of picking like you you are locked into your strategy that has to be your strategy because you can't shift just because you grabbed another card yeah so I don't know and and that's fine but but one of the major headaches that the that the, the card shop owners are having is it's standard product and commander product that are going up in prices Mm-hmm. Which I believe means that the commander legend, the new commander legends, is going up in price. Yep. The only things that aren't being touched: master sets, modern horizon sets, secret layers. They're already expensive. That's why. <laughs> right. That's why they're right. not going up because they're already expensive. But why do you think the last one is such a fucking piss in the fa- piss in the eye of the of the of the card shop owner? Because it's direct from Watsy. You can't get them through the card shops. Correct. It is an absolute shit show that a product that they themselves are shitting out 
is so, and is not subject to any distribution outside of their own is not going to be affected by the price hike. Right. Because but remember that means that they are literally telling the fucking car shop owners, go fuck yourselves. You have to absorb the fucking price chain. And dude, the set booster boxes, the EVs on those, you may break even in most cases. The few that I've ripped in the past, I've managed to come up on top maybe 20 or 30 bucks at most. And that's pre-release prices. The moment it hits full release, those fucking cards fluctuate in price. And looking at fucking New Capenna, there are only a handful of cards right now that have any real significant value anywhere near $10 a piece. That's every set lately. Right. There's no, there are no, there's not a consistent, you know, level of price value. The fucking, the the new Triomes, Obnixilis, um, uh, the new Vivian that came out. Fucking the the, the new uh, Elspeth isn't even worth anything. I think it's like five or six bucks right now. Jesus, dude, dude the fucking pra- <laughs> the fucking Praetor, the fucking Praetor in the set is like seven. Why? Jin Gitaxis, because he's because he's not as powerful as the other one. Jin Gitaxis out of the Kamigawa set is still sitting at like twelve. He's still I, t- double digits because he's still a powerful card. Fucking Vorinclex is still in the 20s in most cases, and his goddamn Phyrexian counterpart, the Phyrexian script version, is still ridiculously expensive because it's Phyrexian script. No, the Phyrexian script one isn't that expensive. From Caldheim? We're talking about the one from Caldheim, right? I'm talking about the foil one. I'm not talking about the original. The original, I think, is like 20. Yeah, I think so. Hold on. The foil, I believe, is still sitting at like fifty. I'd have to look at my phone on that one. I actually <laughs> have the I have the regular one. Uh oh, he's he's back up to thirty-two dollars. <laughs> there you go. So, but the Frexian script ones always hold their value, dude. I uh, the um the Tamio the the the, the Frexian Tamio those the Frexian script one is still relatively expensive. You know what I'm actually <sighs> shocked about? Field of the Dead. And Fury. Yeah, they're expensive right now. Yeah. I'm actually shocked at the Yavamaya. Field of the Dead is expensive because it's also Pioneer legal, I believe. (laughs) But all the elemental incarnations out of Modern Horizons 2 are retaining their value, except for I think the blue one's relatively cheap right now. But the white one, uh, uh, what what the fuck is it called? Solitude. Solitude's extremely expensive right now. The green one, uh, the uh, can't remember what it was called. Um, that one's expensive right now too. Like for, for actually, in grief, grief is expensive as well. The only one that isn't retaining any value is the blue one, which is ironic as fuck because usually the blue cards <laughs> are the ones that hold their most value. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, force of negation is still like a sixty-five dollar card. Dude, why did ArcLight Phoenix spike again? Because it's a in a pioneer deck. No shit. I need to start looking through yep. this. Righteous Valkyrie spiked to five bucks. God damn. Mm-hmm. Dude, Pioneer is spiking prices out of nowhere. I look I keep looking at my binder like every week and I'm like, holy fuck, shit I have in here just come, came up in price. Dude, the new Capenna stuff, the new Capenna Commander deck, the fucking uh the Jund colored one. Dude. That has that has a fucking or no, not the Jund, uh the Grixis one. That has a goddamn the first Phoenix Tribal Commander in it. Yeah, I saw that. 
Dude, Cavalier of Thorns is almost 11 bucks right now. It's in Pioneer. God damn, dude. Yup. It's fucking insane. And I'm like I said, I'm kind of glad it's doing that because it's cultivating price. Golos spiked so to trains. 10 bucks again? Yeah, because Golos is in Pioneer. Oh my god. Yeah, they banned out a commander and immediately Pioneer snatched it back up because again, the Pro Tour is Pro Tour is now Pioneer. There's a bunch of people who are grabbing it. I'm thankful I have my copy of it. I'm never gonna disassemble that commander deck. I have two Rule zero motherfucker. I know, right? I have Rule two zero motherfucker. Tell I have me two I of them. That deck. I have two of them now, and I'm just like Jesus Christ, what else what else spiked? Let me see. <laughs> Dude, there's been there's a lot of spikes though. Like, I'm just flipping through this because I haven't I haven't sorted it through price again yet, and I'm just like, scalding tarns back to thirty one dollars. Um, Verdant Catacombs is back up to eighteen. Sun Baked Canyons back up to nineteen. I'm trying to see. Uh, Pier jumped to fifteen bucks. Uh, Awakened Inferno shot to twelve bucks. Temple Gardens at twelve. Uh, Hennegate Pathway is fourteen bucks. The Borderless Pathway is thirteen bucks. Blind Step Pathway spiked. Generous Patron spiked. Where else? Magus of the Moon. Spiked. Yep, Magus of the Moon spiked because a lot of the Blue Moon decks are getting more yeah. getting more popular out of nowhere. That's the Arc, um, Arclight Phoenix. We already said abrupt decay spiked again. That one's always been a modern state. Abrupt decay has always been a modern staple, so that's definitely going to be jumping up in price. I know. So I think it's abrupt decay is also in Pioneer, so that might have also been it too. Yeah, the Righteous Valkyrie, obviously, Asika's Chariot. Spiked the showcase one did at least. Cavalier of Thorns is the biggest one. Uh, Mayhem Devil spiked a little bit. Uh, Holy shit, it's four bucks! God damn. You see what I'm saying? Like I'm looking through these, like holy shit. These are these are Dude, I think these I are cards like used to be like fifty cents. Yeah, they used to be like fifty cents. <laughs> they were nothing. They're really good in, in uh, Rakdos uh, sacrifice strategies, but holy fuck. Dude, a lot of the commons and uncommons that are coming out of these sets are starting to jump up in value. I wouldn't be shocked. There, there's a goddamn uh, counterspell out of uh, New Capetta that is, that is looking to be modern and pioneer playable. Jesus. I know. It... A lot, the, the value is now like I said this before and I'll say it again the value to people is starting to be in the lower rarities and one of the major reasons for that is well multiple printings but the other thing is is that because of the because of the uh, what is it called um, the, the, the power level ratcheting up that's happening yeah. there are uncommons that play like goddamn rares now yeah Dude, Urza spiked to sixty bucks. Um, oh, he is true name Nemesis has been holding value. Uh, Jeweled Lotus jumped back up to eighty three bucks. 
Like, it's just, dude. <laughs> Urza Saga is 32 bucks. Gemstone Cavern is still 35 this is, It's insane to see some of this stuff. Soren Impervious uh, yeah, Bloodlord? Really? Like, really? Mm hmm. An offer you can't refuse. Uh, one blue counter target non creature spell is controller creates two trigger tokens. It is a fucking uncommon that's sitting at almost two bucks. What happened to the hammer? Um, the fuck was the name of it? Giant Hammer? Was it Giant Hammer? It's a... Oh, Colossus Hammer? Colossus Hammer, yeah. Um, there is a... It's $1.41 right now. There is a uh, build in Modern that's running it. I know, it used to be 10 bucks a 10 bucks a hammer. Well, they put them in the commander decks that have equipment in it, so the price has been relatively stagnant. Oh, that's good. Which is fine by me because right. that <laughs> makes sure that it doesn't get it doesn't get too fucking expensive. Bishop of Wings is full yeah. again. God, Graph Digger's Cage went up in price again. Dude, fucking Resplendent Angel is jumping up in price because of Pioneer too. What is this card? Reach when Cavalier of Thorns enters the battlefield, really the top five cards of your library. Put a land card from among them onto the battlefield and the rest of your graveyard. When Cavalier dies, you may exile it. If you do, put target. Put another target card from your graveyard on top of your library. <clears throat> For five mana? Okay. I guess. All of those Cavaliers during Standard were extremely popular. Yeah, they were. Um, but yeah. It's just fucking insane to watch that watch that shit play out. Uh, and now you posted this particular subject, and I don't know if you want to cover that shit. Um, what was it? The uh, the fucking quarterly earnings called uh, for Watsi the first quarter. I had you posted so, it. In the yeah, I posted it in the Discord because not Discord, uh, group chat because in the roundtable chat. Yeah, let me see if I can find it. I think it's, I just... uh, it's up at the April 20th is when you posted it, I think. Oh, here it is. I found it. Yeah, they had their investor call recently within the past couple of weeks. That's what that's what the, the price spike was from, though. Not the where they where right. they announced that they were going to raise prices. You found yeah, it. their earnings are fucking ridiculous. Just looking at this shit right now. Did is you insane. send it to me again or? I can resend it to you. Yeah, I'm just sure. so it's for just so it's further in uh, just so it's further in the chat, so you can just click on it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh no, I, found <clears throat> it. I got it. I got it. I got it. So revenues are up four percent, uh, up up four percent, up six up six percent. So one point six billion in revenue. Net earnings and EPS it's sixty one point two million, uh, which is forty four cents per diluted share. Uh, 79.4 million as adjusted and 57 per diluted share. They are making insane fucking profit. Yeah, that's that's Hasbro proper. If you look at the uh, the there's a breakdown of it, dude. Um, they, they have they have said that fran their, the franchise brands, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty is the best selling winter set of all time right now. Yep. 
Yep. And I believe it. Dude, those collectors, the collectors boosters, because of the fucking neon ink bullshit, has caused the, those those things to become rare fucking birds if you can find them. Yep, they did that on yeah, purpose, man. Yeah, the, they did it on purpose. Oh hell yeah! So Dude, the etched, the etched, the, this is the first set that the etched foils are actually retaining value and actually more expensive than their basic counterpart, which is both a positive and a negative. The positive is that. People can build decks really easy with the rares and mythics now because even the most sought after mythics barely break $10 anymore if you can find the basic version of them. And even right. the extended art ones aren't much more expensive. It's when you get to the neon ink shit, is when th- uh, neon ink etched, is when you start to get the really expensive. The most expensive fucking card in the set right now is the red neon ink Hidetsuku, uh, the Heartlet, or Hidetsuku uh, All Consuming. At one point nine thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Two grand for a fucking card that you have a one percent chance of pulling in a case. Yep. A card that has five fucking printing. No, ten fucking printings because you have to count the foils and the non-foil versions. Yeah. There are. Three version, three ink versions. There's a purple, a pink, a red, and a yellow version, and a green version of the fucking card. In addition to the full art version and the original version of it, both of which are under a dollar by a significant margin. The yellow one, I think, is like four hundred fucking dollars right now. That's insanity. Not to yeah. mention the level of value you're pulling from the boxes from the collectors boosters as a whole. So it's you're you're breaking even and then some because the fucking the channel lands that are in there are worth a shit ton of money too. Whew. So they do uh, franchise brands, and effective in the first quarter of 2022, the company moved Peppa Pig into franchi- franchise brands. <clears throat> So that's why that franchise brands at 543.1 million up 4%. Hasbro Gaming, 143.6 million. Total gaming is 378.8 million up 4%. So, and then their TV, TV, film, and entertainment, because obviously Peppa Pig and all that other stuff, 193.5 million remained flat. Absent, uh, absent is music, which is up nineteen percent. So Hasbro, Wizards of the Coast, by themselves and digital gaming, profited one hundred and six. No, no, total revenue is two sixty two point eight million. Operating profit of one hundred and six point four million, just from Wizards of the Coast. That is insane. Yes. Yes, it is. So, like, they're literally carrying... It's literally carrying the company. So for them to say, like, they we, ha- we have to raise prices because of inflation or whatever the fucking case is, you brought in $1.16 billion in your first fucking quarter. In three mm-hmm. months. That is fucking insane. And you're going to complain about pricing. Oh, yeah. Like, 
I'm, I'm like, I'm done. Like, <laughs> maybe I'm too socialist to be like talking about. Like, I'm not even fucking socialist. Maybe I'm too like working class to be talking about shit like this. But like, if you're and and the people are like, well, they have shareholders and blah blah blah. Well, what if the employees were the shareholders and you spread that money back to the employees? Okay, so then they're making more money. So then you could say, hey we're using it for the employees. It's not just profit. We're not just putting it in our pocket or whatever you're doing with it. But you're not. You're not, you're not giving back to the people. You're cutting costs by giving shittier product. Your foil's still Pringle. Like, the paper doesn't feel right. right. Like, you're giving shittier product, reducing cost, and raising prices. And you're not giving anything back. Like, stop. Stop trying to make a big deal. Like, well, they're their company; they can do whatever. No, fuck off with that. If it was a high quality product, didn't Pringle on the foiling, and that's what you were putting your money into, okay, cool. You're giving us a better product. I'm willing to pay more for that. But you're not. You're not. <laughs> and you're not giving anything else. Like. Y- for D&D, yeah, you're releasing books. D&D, I think, is the only one that's been consistent, right? So D&D pricing right. really hasn't changed much. Your Magic the Gathering, where you're cutting your costs, is literally hurting you right now. It's going to hurt you. I'm curious to see what the second quarter looks like, honestly. Agreed. You, I'm, I mean, I'm you literally have, interested. You only have, until because honestly, I I feel like until June, when your Baldur's Gate gets released, I think that's when you're going to see a maybe a big jump again because Baldur's Gate, whatever. But I guarantee you, the Brothers War flops. New Capenna looks like it's it's going to flop outside of the Commander decks. Um, and and it's sad because it's like. Uh, I feel like it's another Kaldheim situation where people are so hype and it actually ha- it should be hyped. New Capenna should be hyped. It's got great fucking art to it. But you're raising great the price. Art, the cards have good flavor. The mechanics are pretty sound. But you're, feels but you're pretty good. But you're raising your prices on the release of a set that should be making you a shit ton of money. And I feel like it's hurting the product. What's gonna what's worse about it to me? Is that it's not going to fucking matter regardless. I, it's not. I hope it does. I hope it does. <laughs> I do too. I do too. But let's be. Let's not lie to ourselves. At the end of the day, until it becomes excruciatingly out of bounds, like we're talking about a booster box, uh, a draft box is 150 or more. It's not going to move the needle enough. People are still going to pay for it because they can rationalize in their head. Oh, well, I'm getting more of this. Or, well, I'm getting more of that. Dude, if you want to be truly honest about it, even if they're not going to do it going forward, because I think someone said they're only doing it for New Capenna, having the the, uh, collector's booster samplers. Like, that in itself is more than enough rationale for someone to be like, okay, $5, I'm paying 4 or $5 more, and I'm getting more value out of it. Why the fuck would you even tell yourself that? You would be better served just letting the letting the secondary market absorb all of that all of that shit, and then just picking the singles up yourself. The professor yeah. has said it multiple times, and I know I bring him up a lot, but like, buy the fucking single. Quit ripping packs and expecting to get value. 
unless you're buying collector's boosters, honestly. And even then, I don't see a reason to go out of your way to buy that unless you're just you just have a hankering for some we, gotcha fun. We've said the same thing. It it's, comes down to gambling. Like, do you want to gamble? <laughs> That's what it is. Right. That's what it is. Do you feel lucky? If you do, fucking roll with it. Right. I think I think people, you get out of these things what you want, but I think at the end of the day, you need to you need you need to make a decision for yourself that's right for right for you and right for your financial situation. Some people are going to buy a draft box and they're going to draft with it. I have coworkers who who they go and they buy and they buy a new draft box for each set and they draft it. Go for it, dude. That is a self-contained experience. That's also a reason why a lot of people are much more focused on cube because at the end of the day, they can build a cube, have a running tally of what's in it and make adjustments as they want to. And it's an ever evolving draft experience that they can just break out whenever the fuck they feel like it. And you can do it out of proxies. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. That's Dude, what I'm saying. My, like... my, <laughs> my, my one buddy has a legacy, a legacy cube and he, I gave him the majority of the proxies for his fucking legacy cube. Yeah, I'm going to start honestly, so I'm actually going to start I'm going to start making proxies I'm going to start making I find there's a there's a way to do this and I'm going to start making proxies for the podcast Um, I don't know if I'll make them actual cards, but it'd be cool to see like I'm going to put our logo like put the logo on the back of the card so it's not the magic logo but it looks like an actual magic card. So I'm trying to debate if I want to do actual cards with our logo on the back or if I want to do like change out the pictures <laughs> and do something more creative like that. So, Hey man, go for it. If you think you can do it and do it in a way that is sustainable, go for it. It's like a dollar a proxy. Hey man, go do it then, man. That'd be fucking Ooh. awesome. That'd give yeah. us some brand recognition too. Yeah, you like a business card, but you can actually fucking use it. <laughs> yeah, here's a proxy. Here's a here's a black lotus with our logo on the back. Here you go. <laughs> oh god. Whatever works, dude. I, I'm not going to complain about that. I know. I know. All right, we got anything else? I think that uh, this has been like the full Watsy bitch session that it needed it to be. It feels that way. I mean, we spent the first half of it talking fucking Warhammer, which I guess. We finally can live up to the fact that we're the Angry Wargaming podcast. <laughs> now we can actually play games and talk about them. <laughs> hey, I'm winning. <laughs> yeah, I'm not winning. <laughs> anyway. How much um, you spend on that fucking hobby? Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it either. Oh, fuck. I'm actually going to make a lot of money back right now on this commission. So, Yeah. That dragon's probably by itself is going to be about three hundred bucks, and then the um, commission I'm finishing up is going to be another three hundred. So that's six hundred dollars right there in my pocket. Cool. So yeah, very cool. Ooh, fuck, I'm tired. And if you heard the little segment in the beginning, it's our new conspiracy corner. <laughs> thank yeah. you, thank you, Quiggles. Thank you, Quiggles. <laughs> Anyway, remember, follow us on all the socials. If you like what you hear, go tip us on Kofi and the Beacons link in the in the uh, show notes. And 
give us ideas to talk about so we don't bitch about Watsy all the time. And uh, remember. Yeah, we can bitch about other things. You just got to pay us. Right. <laughs> or just fucking give us a little nudge and remind us about the fucking shit. Anyway. <laughs> remember, stay sexy and go fuck yourselves.